0: In a world of iconic riffs, immortal solos, the highest notes and the most guttural growls, the debate of the greats has raged on for decades. And we settle them here. This is The Great Metal stand Thank you very much, voiceover guy. Ladies and gentlemen of the rock and roll, punk, pro, hardcore, thrash and heavy metal community, My name is Jason Evans, and this is the Great Metal Standoff, the podcast that pits music's greatest albums in track by track, combat. And welcome back to Grunge Month. Well, grungish month today. Yes, we are going to talk about the fourth great pillar of that era that we unfortunately did omit from last week's three-way grunge battle between... Uh, Dirt 10 and Nevermind, Alice in Chains, Pearl Jam and Nirvana. But like I said, we will be talking about the fourth pillar, that being Soundgarden's Super Unknown. But on this occasion, this battle will be more in celebration of the life of singer and frontman the late Chris Cornell, as we pit Super Unknown against Cornell led supergroup Audio Slave's self titled debut album. To help me appreciate these albums, Even more, I contacted a local Western Suburbs Melbourne band that us at Mosh Pit on Sin had a chance to interview live in studio back in early March. The band is called White Bonsai, and they share a great admiration for the works of Chris Cornell, so much so that in fact they had told us in that original interview that they were originally going to name their band Year of the Dog. So, uh, quite clear that they have shared a tenure at the Grunge Temple. Also... During our first meeting, they had just released their first ever single shiver. So I'll be asking them how they think they've been traveling since then. If you want to check out their first interview with White Bonza, you can check that out at facebook.com forward slash moshpitonsin or via the Mosh Pit Backstage podcast, which is available at Omni.fm, Apple Music and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. But for now, we're on the great metal standoff and I'll be talking to their guitarist Adam and their drummer Dylan to see which truly great Cornell Led album rocked harder, Super Unknown or Audio Slave. So here is how the battle will work. Number 1. Every album battle will be contested in track by track combat or format to be a bit more formal about it, but it will be done by our podcast panel. Number 2. Each individual panellist will select a winner of each pairing. The winning track receives a point to that individual's tally score. Tracks on albums that go uncontested can receive a tally point if a panellist awards it a gold star. Now, that will come into play later today. As we do know, Super Unknown has a 15-track list, whereas Audio Slave will have only 14. So that will come into play later today. I'll explain more when we get to it. Number four. Once the battle is over, the album with the highest tally score will receive one grand point for that album. Number five, if a panellist tally score results in a draw, both albums will receive a half grand point each. And finally, the album with the most grand points will be declared the winner. Now, I've been predicting the likelihood for the last couple of battles here on the standoff that may possibly end in a draw. I've said it about... Holy Diver vs. Heaven and Hell. I said that last week about Dirt vs. 10 vs. Nevermind. I've been wrong each time. This time, I think this is the one. I reckon this one is going to be too close to call. That's how good these albums truly are. I reckon this will be the one, I guess. Time will tell. So, without further ado, let's get to it. Adam and Dylan are waiting roll the audio. Adam and Dylan, welcome to the great metal standoff, the, uh, long form podcast edition. Uh, this is a uh, second time talking to you guys. Uh, how have you been since the last time we spoke? Uh, yeah,
1: we we'll have
2: been doing pretty good considering the whole situation. So yeah,
1: and keep busy with recording. Keeping busy with That's
0: recording. It. So how, how productive have you
2: been?
1: Very, very productive actually.
2: To be honest, we found it easier recording new material in ISO compared to when we're all in the same room together, funnily enough.
0: Just, I don't know too many people with, in bands, but every time I do and they release something like their first ever one, eventually they grow to resent it. How do you guys feel about Shiver now, now that it's been out for a few months?
1: Um, yeah, I, st- I still like it. But listening over it, I, you know, because when you record drums, like you're stuck with it. Yeah, you know, like guitar you can always change like the, the lead guitar solo two weeks later but they're all following your backing track so you're stuck with the drum take for like like forever so <laughs> I'd probably change a couple feels here and there but that's about it to be honest it's still good I like it it's a good decent track
2: yeah um for myself I look back at it really fondly because it was more of a like I still think the song's cool but it was more of a learning experience how to record um you know by ourselves um and we just took a whole lot of knowledge from that song and applied it to the new one that we're recording at the moment. And I think it was just a great stepping stone as a as a first song to record because there was a there wasn't too many tracks that had to be done. There was probably like one double guitar and like one lead throughout the song, guitar wise. And there's probably like less than fifteen tracks total. And this next song we've got is like thirty tracks. So now that we know how to mix and balance everything, it's uh it's set up really well. So that's what that song did for us, I reckon.
0: Do you guys have a producer to mix with it? Or when you say you do it yourself, it's literally the four of you.
1: Oh, well, the f- for Shiva, our first single, we did it just four of us and just sent it to um, someone to master. But for this one, there's like 30 tracks or whatever. So we're not, you know, that skilled enough. <laughs> so uh, James really, because he's the one that spends time mixing it. Right. <laughs> so we're just going to send it to someone to mix for us most likely.
2: Yeah. So yeah, this time we're sending it off somewhere else to a, we found a we found a really good uh studio engineer so we're pretty stoked to see how it turns out to be honest with you
0: okay so um last time you, we spoke at least uh we met in the sin studios out at rmit university uh you'd just released uh your own your first single shiver uh how many other songs had you been written that are soon to be put in the studio at that point how many other songs did you have
2: uh
1: we had we had a five? good
0: 30-minute set list. Yeah, five or six, I think. So how many songs have you been able to write since lockdown?
2: Well, yeah, we haven't wrote much since lockdown. We've got, we've got like a little band lab thing, which we sometimes try to um, we put ideas in, like James specifically, our vocalist. But otherwise, we've been um, concentrating on uh, recording other songs that we had written at that stage already since ISO started.
0: Right. I think you guys, I think you guys are a good gauge on uh, how much the world wasn't ready for why Bonds. cause here's a little fun statistic just for me personally. Uh, you guys, we met you guys in the studio and we did that interview at sin. That was back in March. The next day, the grand prix got called off. And then about a week later, we did our last uh, us at mosh pit. We did a live show in the studios. Uh, the, the, by the end of the night, the RMIT TV studios had shut, and by Monday, RMIT itself just completely shut down. So I think within that's within the space of what's that, like ten days. Yeah, sounds like it. The world it's wasn't ready for shiver, boys. The world wasn't ready. <laughs>
2: we, we... Uh, our, our shit was so fire that we just stopped everything in its tracks. Like they got to, <laughs> they
1: got to ready up for the shit. <laughs> it was just so bad. They just wanted to put everyone in lockdown. So they. Could- <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: gonna, I'm gonna what Don said is more truthful than what I said.
0: <laughs> <laughs> very, very much so. So uh I brought you in here because in that original interview, Dylan, you brought up that you were originally going to name the white bonsai band year of the dog.
1: Correct. But- yes. <laughs>
0: Just before I ask my next question, how long was that your name before you changed it? A uh, good
1: two weeks. Two
0: seconds. Two weeks.
2: Two seconds.
0: Two seconds, <laughs> two seconds
1: also- in the real world. Two weeks in my head. We should clarify that
2: <laughs> when he said you're the dog, the dog is a Jack Russell, not like any other dog. Specifically, a Jack Russell. I should make that clear.
0: Is that is, is that the best kind of best kind of dog? Is it? It was Dylan's idea. I, hate, I hate those dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my idea. then what is your what is your what is a dog you love then
2: um
1: i like rottweilers or like mm. i don't know german shepherds or something
2: staffies go all right they're pretty cool german shepherds up
0: yeah. there oh, i'm a border
1: collie guy quite like a
0: border oh, collie nice.
2: labradors are really cool as well
0: oh yes of course a good old-fashioned labrador but yes <laughs> so so one of our members over at mosh pit wanted to check on dylan's uh Soundgarden fandom so that sprung the idea that now we're in the midst of grunge month i thought i'd have to call you back to do something grunge-ish so i thought let's just celebrate chris cornell and put super unknown against audio slave what do you think of that idea when i first pitched it to you big yes big yes
1: two great albums the winner whoever wins it's just by like an inch not even like just under an inch like they're both great i'm predicting a
0: draw personally
2: um I'm on the same boat as dylan uh it's very close, but I think uh one album specifically just edges out the other yeah
0: which oh, so one do, which one do you think it is just before you um, did any analysis, which one did you think it was gonna be i
2: right, i'm gonna I'm not gonna lie i'm gonna when when you when this uh battle was proposed i wasn't overly familiar with both albums, but since it was done I've been listening to both in like full a lot and um audio slaves at the start. I thought was better, but as I've listened to it more, I've moved over to the Soundgarden album.
0: Okay. Yeah. I'm. I've been, Gerard, I'm in a similar boat to you, Adam. I, the, I'd only listened to two songs on one of these albums before going into this battle. In fact, being part of Mosh Pit and having the team constantly pitch to me Soundgarden songs and audio slave songs to be put in our weekly playlist is the way I've been exposed to these two. Uh, it's it's going to be close. It's really, uh, I've said this every week. I think this, I reckon this is the most likely to be a draw. I really think that. It
2: does seem like that. Yeah,
0: I I think so as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, you got two bands, like,
0: two bands, like,
1: with one of the greatest rock and roll singers. Like, you know,
0: it's going to be close. What does Chris Cornell mean to you guys? God. God. (laughs) He's the Uh, God dog. Dog spelled backwards. No, nice assessment. <laughs> hey, men of men of few words. So we'll just get a little bit of back, get a little bit of backstory out of the way. Because I, if I was listening to myself here, I wouldn't know when these albums were released. So Super Unknown released in March eighth of nineteen ninety four. One of the pinnacles of the Grunge era, as well. And Audio Slaves uh, self titled debut came out in two thousand two, specifically November eighteenth. So I would have turned three years old five days before. Such a stark different period of time. Audio Slave was definitely uh, an interesting venture. It was essentially Rage Against the Machine with Cornell on vocals, wasn't it? Less political. Exactly right.
1: Yes.
2: Less political. Yeah, through that.
0: Very all right. Well, quick and concise analysis there. It is time to go track by track. We're <laughs> gonna see the Gold Star rule kick in at the end of the show, especially. We've got fifteen versus fourteen here. I think it is time to gesture over to the timekeeper. And ring the bell. Okay. Let's get straight to the point. Thank you very much timekeeper. I feel a lot better about you now, now that this isn't a three way with the fate of grunge resting on our backs. Super unknown versus audio slate begins with let me drown and coach I think that's the correct pronunciation because coach is in reference to a, a Indian American chief funny funnily enough. So hopefully that's the correct pronunciation, but what are we thinking? Do you want to start Dylan? Let Me
1: Down is a strong track. Very strong track. I love the, I love the, um, the how it just rips you in. Yeah, it's, (laughs) yeah, it's sick. (laughs) That's (laughs) one for the edit. (laughs) Yeah, it's sick. And then, but also in, um, Coach Ice, fuck, fuck. sorry, you got, um, you got, (laughs) <laughs> Pulty mouth Dylan. You got um you got Chris Cornell like the scream he does like at the end of the song, which is just grouse. Yeah. But it's kinda it's kind of a bit blown out in the audio slave Daisy's voice.
0: Uh oh is that so?
1: I reckon. Like in some of the the screams he does. Like if he did the scream like that in the like the ninety four era would have been like it would have been so good. But it's still good. Okay. Yeah.
0: Adam, what are we thinking?
2: Um for this song. I mean, for this uh, track v track, my vote would have to go for uh, Audio Slave. Coach Ice. I just think it's a better, better intro track. Like it just at the start, it pumps you up, um, like really quickly, just the way it goes. And then I think in the bridge, like I've written some notes down, so don't uh, quote me on this, but I guess you have to anyway. Um, but there's, I'm pretty sure there's a key change in the bridge, which I found really cool. And then Chris Cornell does that scream, which is like nuts. I reckon it's just a overall it's long, that one. Yeah, yeah, it's real. Yeah, it was huge. And um, let me drown some of the things I noted was um, there's a lot of interesting guitar painting going on. So as a guitarist, I guess like listen out for that. Mm. Um, so break that down more. for me
0: because I, I like getting an education on this. So
2: break that down. So, so as a as a um, guitarist myself who who and we just recorded a song with multiple guitar tracks on it. I, I I just find myself listening out to it more. And there's like you can hear. I think there's hard panned rhythm guitars and then in other parts, there's hard panned lead guitars from what I can hear. And I just find it cool how they sort of like fight over what you're listening to sort of thing. I reckon this really, that's, yeah, it's pretty sick, but overall, uh, coach ice gets the vote from me.
0: Where does the vote lie for Dylan as a drummer? Uh, let me drown. I reckon. Go okay. That's, that's, that's a bit tough. Uh, I've, I've, this is one of the ones I've been very conflicted with because let me drown was uh, a hands down. Then I started appreciating coach ice and now I, f- I think I'm back to let me drown. You know, i I think I'm with you there, Dylan. Good gritty start, bit, bit dirty around the edges. I'm not sure if that's a, well, say that out of context, oh. dirty with grit, but uh, <laughs> no, no I, I think yeah, heavy with a bit of groove. Yeah. Let me drown for me. I think, I think that's one nil for super unknown for myself and Dylan there. My way versus Show Me How to Live.
2: Show Me How to Live. Show Me How to Live. Hundred percent. There's no competition in that one. No competition at all. Interesting. Oh, maybe that's a bit of an overstatement, but I've yeah, I think Show Me How to Live is just a great, 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 great rock song.
1: It just just it is. Yeah,
0: certainly is, isn't it? But let's the the thing. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Uh, I was just gonna say. Uh, if my wave wasn't going up sh- against Show Me How to Live, I reckon my wave would probably score a point because that's actually probably one of my not my favourite of Supernova, but it's definitely up there. Yeah, yeah.
2: It's just it's a very strong track, it just because it's coming up against like I reckon personally the best track on Audio Slaves' album that it loses just because of that, because it's the best and the best track on that um, LP. So,
0: what were you going to say, Dylan? The thing about
1: my wave, I reckon the end just drags on a little bit long. Okay. It's a bit it's a bit draining, just a tad, but it's still good, just a little bit draining. It's, it's got, got a banging, banging chorus awesome. as well. Yeah, banging chorus
0: and the groove yeah. throughout, in my opinion, I would say it's very it's got that very infectious uh scratching of that all important rock and itch that you get occasionally with the with some sounds in rock and roll. So that's that's my view on my wave, but good God, show me how to live. What a song.
2: Yeah. It's one of those like. Have you seen the TV film clip? Happens, That's actually.
1: It's badass, man. What's in the film clip, Dylan? It's so sick. It's just, not, there's nothing deep to it. It's just, there's driving a car, but it's so sick.
2: <laughs> do, you, do you picture yourself? It's, I'm assuming Chris Cornell's driving the car, yeah? Yeah. So I assume that you like visualize yourself doing that with maybe like a Macca's Frappe on your left or like a. <laughs> maybe a Macca's Frappe. <laughs> so yeah, I'm Chris Cornell today.
0: Uh, in the meantime, we got a. Sh- uh, what was your analysis that you had there for, for us, Adam, on "Show Me How to Live"?
2: Um, it's one of those. It's one of those songs where the riff in the chorus and the vocal is just like mix like so well together. Everything just makes you want to like slam your head. You know what I mean? And, uh, yeah. Um, also, another highlight for me is like that little vocal effect they're doing the outro. That sort of eastern sounding thing. Yes, like I'm not a singer or nothing. I can't really impersonate it. I wouldn't even try. Yeah, (laughs) whatever, whatever it is. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, Um, I think it sounds like Easton is like like, sick to me. I, I really love that outro. It's really cool.
0: It was funny when I listened to that outro for the very first time. I thought it was like that, like some sort of thing that you do in the edit suite when you record. Music, but then you go, you go and research a little bit, and he finds it, and he's sl- slapping his voice box, going ah, ah, ah. Yeah, uh, yeah he's that, done, oh, he alive. You live.
1: You see him doing he's like ah. Like that, bro, That's
2: how they recorded SpongeBob, like his laugh, like
0: ah, like that. that. Thing. He that does like that, that thing. thing. Fun, Fun fact. fact. <laughs> there you go. Even <laughs> at, at the start of the song. No, 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 go ahead.
1: Even at the start of the song, just that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know he's gonna
2: kick, you know he's gonna get kick-ass with his voice in that song after that when he does the little hums. It's really-
0: but I should also just mention, just as a guitar player, Adam, what's your take on the uh, the Tom Morello style of the effects and the because uh, that that solo for me, well, how does he how does he do that specifically? Because I'm always in and out on that that kind of style.
2: Um, I wish I could have a quick listen to the song now, but uh, Tom Morello's. Uh, solos He uses a Digitech whammy Which is like a thing that I think it takes A pitch note And lifts it up an octave As you press it So it's like mm, Like really quick Is that, is that how in that solo? I, got to, I wish I could listen to the song again yeah. but, um,
0: oh, maybe like he's, um,
2: he's probably doing yeah, a bit, like Some quick uh, hammer-on pull-offs Type of thing um, But in general Tom Morello's guitar playing Although it's like Really unique um, I'm not the biggest fan of it Like he utilizes it in a great way, but um, for me personally, I'm not like into it. But it's it's definitely really cool. Like it's uh, it's definitely out there.
0: So I'm gonna say, in conclusion, all of us have taken "Show Me How to Live" because I'm definitely taking that. Big, big yes, yeah. big yes. In an emphatic statement from White Bonsai, there fantastic. <laughs> it's now uh, we now stand at two nil for Audio Slave on Adam's end of the spectrum. So that must be exciting for you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's gonna change very soon.
0: Yeah, well, it's a hey, it's a tie between me and Dylan now, and I, I, I it's gonna be very, <laughs> I reckon it's gonna be very difficult to break that deadlock. But uh, it'll be guaranteed to break of the deadlock right now with "Fell on Black Days" versus "Gasoline." Um, "Fell on Black Days." Why? I
1: don't know. It's 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 not like a it's 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 just a simple song, but it's it's just so good. Like sometimes the simple songs are just the best. You know just even even his voice is just you know it's just calm but at the end he does it like towards you he goes like still change. you know you'll pieces, let it rip like, eventually I just, yeah i don't know i like the simpler how it's like more simple compared to like some of the other stuff on the album Adam? so yeah that's get that gets my vote
2: yeah um yeah i'm on the same page with dylan like it's a more i guess simple uh sound garden song the lyrics are really cool i reckon the um from what I got in my notes, the verse and the intro are nice, and then there's the climax of the song, which is uh awesome. Um and in comparison to Gasoline, the reason I more lean towards Fell on Black Days is because Gasoline um the guitar I don't think the guitar sounds I don't like the I don't like how he's put like a tremolo effect on his rhythm guitar. To me it sounds a bit strange. Um so that's why I go for Fell on Black Days as well.
0: I put in my notes, gasoline, uh, at least the first 30 seconds, but you, if you listen to that objectively, it could sound like the soundtrack of a spy film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could. It actually could. I think there's that tremolo effect coming in. Yeah. Or when the chorus hits, uh, running run that gasoline, that kind of thing. You could, you could easily put that in an action film or just like a road trip film. Fast
1: and Furious film.
2: Oh, yeah, it's, de- it's definitely yes. a, a movie soundtrack
1: song. <laughs>
0: That, yeah, gasoline's definitely the movie soundtrack. So where do you say your your point lied again, Adam? Uh, fell on black days. Fell on black days. Did you actually did when I was going through for some fun facts for this podcast just to talk about? Apparently, he wanted to name a song "Fell on Black Days" for about three years before Super Unknown. He was just waiting really. for the right song.
2: He waiting for the right song. Exactly
0: right.
1: That's sick.
0: Imagine sitting sitting on a, a title for three years. That you just don't know what the music's going to sound like, and then you have that moment. I wonder if he had oh, the lyrics or just titles. the title at
2: that point. Like when he when he said, "I want a song with this title." I wonder if he had the lyrics for it; it just had the title.
0: That would be, Joe. You know, that would be quite funny, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> perhaps he might have done. Perhaps he might have had more the lyrics ready to go. It just he was waiting on this uh, the, the, music the correct soundtrack, it. I guess. I'm taking yeah. "Fell on Black Days" as well. It's nice, nice and simple. It's kind of it's a bit more of a relaxing song, but then it builds and builds and builds and it comes to a good crescendo. I like to think now this one, this one I found a little bit tricky because I thought this was a no contest at the beginning, but now it's a bit more of a contest. The more I started listening to it. Mailman versus what you are.
1: I reckon they're they're both good songs to compare each other with. I reckon. Explain your thought process. I like, I like the, I like the lyrics in mailman. It's like now I'm heading for the bottom. Yeah,
0: hello, now. and just that heavy riff. I, do you know what I put in my oh, notes? Yeah. A heavier and grittier version of Outshined.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, fair enough, fair enough.
0: It's definitely one of the heaviest songs, and it, it's it's uh, Outshined. Ha- to me, has that Outshined. By the way, off Super, uh Bad Motorfinger, Dylan's favorite Soundgarden album. Great album, great album, <laughs> <laughs> great album. By the way, just before I uh, do that thing on Melman, have you heard of uh, the Stone Sour cover of Outshine? No, I haven't. Oh. Corey Taylor singing Outshine is everything you wanted and more. Um oh, suss it. Suss it out. Really good cover. But back to Mailman. Outshine to me has like that, it's that headbang and groove. It's got that like refined groove to it. Mailman's just thump, thump, thump. And yeah. in contrast, uh what you are. Didn't enjoy at the very beginning, but that one was one of the tracks that really grew on me, and now I can't not sing along. Now I'm free. I'm not sure if you're like yeah. that, Adam, but that's what happened to me. Um,
2: <laughs> I was in the same boat, like, because I don't even have any notes written down for that. For what I thought you are, because I thought, oh, this song's it's not it's not very strong in my opinion. Um, and I, in comparison, I I loved Mailman because it was just heavy. And it, get, it gets a bit slow, Mailman as well. But then the strings come in, which I think is really cool for a Soundgarden song where they get strings involved.
1: Even, even like after mm-hmm. Fellow on Black Days ends when it just goes straight into it. Yeah, just straight
2: away. That's really cool as well, the way it transitions.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, uh, yeah I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Mailman. I'm glad you said that, Dylan. I'm saying that too. What You Are grew on me. And actually, just out of interest, I thought the drums were specifically fantastic on What You Are. As a drummer, Dylan, what do you think of... Uh, you know, the drumming yeah,
1: what, what's the, that. was his name? Um,
0: I I like I like all of his drumming. He's a he's not like
1: Brad Wilk. He's not that technical, but he's like he's like a heavy kind of he's like I don't know. He's like a he suits the songs. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah he was. I, I, I like sorry, all Adam. Of
2: his he su- he suits the songs. Like he do, he doesn't go overboard. He just does what he what he's got to do to keep the um. For he does he does the best beat for the for what part of the song it is. So right.
1: I like I like how he
0: bounces off of um Tom Morello as well.
2: Yeah, they get the riff and the drum part sort of. Like they do it the same same sort of thing, which is cool. It's just really tight. Yeah,
0: there are moments even when when the emotional ballads come on a little bit later on. He still kind of has like that funky feel to it because he's doing the even when you feel like it could be a really somber ballad. He's got that something different at least. Adam, decision time. Where you where your allegiance is lying? Yeah, definitely Mailman for me. Mailman, okay. Next one's a hard one.
2: Yeah, I actually have this one. This next one coming up is going to be interesting.
0: Yes, very much so. The title track to Super Unknown up against Audio Slave's most famous song, "Like a Stone." I'm going to let you guys debate this one, and I'll see where my allegiances lie at the end because uh, you guys are the musicians here, <laughs> Dylan. Do you want to start know, us off?
1: Because uh, when I first listened to the the song Super Unknown, that the chorus was just stuck in my head for you. Mumps It's one of those choruses but Like a Stone Like a Stone There's just There's There's nothing special about it But it's special enough And it's just I don't know It's something about it It just makes it, it make. It's like a simple song But it's just so It just kicks I don't know Yeah it's- <laughs> These songs that seem like- Coming on Super Unknown Is so sick too
2: These songs seem a bit Incomparable Because obviously Super Unknown Is more fast paced And Like a Stone is has got that, you know, somber nostalgic effect to it. It's so hard to choose a winner because they're so different. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. In fact, I've still got it as a draw. I haven't even made up my mind yet. Um, But hopefully after we discuss this, I can choose. Can we draw?
0: Unfortunately not, Dylan. But I, I, I wish we could draw. I wish we could allocate points to songs we both like but unfortunately that's that we're not going to get anywhere doing that uh which bugs me because I did a podcast I did a podcast recently about dear I wanted to give children of the sea over holy diver but holy diver's holy diver yeah you can't you can't you can't not vote for that i half regret i half regret not giving it to children of the sea by how much holy diver won for me but ah well that's then this is now st- I don't know. Like a stone is very hollow, very melancholy, very stagnant sounding song. But yeah. once you kind of just delve into the background, once you delve into just the true meaning behind it, you kind of respect it a bit more.
1: Yeah. I think I'm going to go like a stone. That, I think that got me into audio slave, that song. So I'm going to go for that.
0: Where are um, we lying? Adam. Oh so has got such a sick guitar solo. <laughs> it does. <laughs> and, um, if it helps and, you, Adam, if it yeah. helps you, uh, Super Unknown grabbed me more and that's why I'm taking it. So I'm going to take okay. Super Unknown just because it, it did grab me a bit more and Dylan is right when he says that chorus is probably one of the most catchiest of them all.
2: Yeah. Ooh, it's, it's hard because I'm a bit of a sucker for those nostalgic effects, those the songs that have those nostalgic effects on you. Um, and I think Like a Stone... Is a perfect example of a song like that up there with uh, any matchbox 20 song. <laughs> where were where were you when you first
0: heard this one then, Adam?
2: I remember I've heard I heard it on the radio like a long time ago, probably on Triple M. And I didn't know it was like Audio Slave or nothing. I just heard the song I was like, Well, this is really cool. And then when I heard it again on Spotify when I was getting like prepping for this podcast, I was like, Oh, finally I found this song again. Um really? Yeah, like I, I never listened to Audio Slave. Um even Rage I wasn't too into. Um I had a little phase in high school. But yeah the, like, Both of these albums like Dylan was convinced me To get into Soundgarden For a long time And then I, finally, I listened to um, Bad Motorfinger As per Dylan's Constant recommendations And then <laughs> Then I obviously listened To Super Unknown in full But either of the bands I hadn't gotten You know crazy into the, I know like Every single Nook and cranny Of each song On all the albums But overall I'm just gonna have to go Like a stone I think overall It's a better Stronger track But I'll probably Change my mind tomorrow If you ask me
0: yeah th- same <laughs> it, yeah that is a constant theme that we we can make these decisions but then our opinions can very much change within the next 24 hours i know can
2: we put a can we put an asterisk on the vote
0: yeah why not we'll put an asterisk at the end of okay, this no cool, problemo. Cool, we'll, cool. we'll go ahead and do that all right so I'll, Wait, before you know we what?
1: go before we go into the next one yep let me go taller because i've drank two of these bottles in the last 20 minutes i'll be like two seconds
0: no problemo <laughs> <laughs> Dylan, the superstar, going off to the toilet. No problem. I'll leave you with a bit of a score update while we uh, wait for him to return. What a podcast this is going to be! This is going to turn into an absolute farce. Uh, but anyway, uh, our score currently with myself, it's four to one and super unknown. Audio slave for Adam, you, you've currently have audio slave in the lead three to two, and it's three to two to super unknown for Dylan. Does that sound on brand?
2: Yeah, that's it because I, I thought Audio Slave had a stronger start to the album and since we've got through the first five songs, that makes sense uh, for myself. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting from here on out. I think uh, over the next few songs, uh, my lead is going to change. So yeah, I reckon, I reckon it'll be a, a bit more one-sided after this.
0: I think there's going to be, just because I've been looking at these songs, I'm thinking... These are going to be my decisions. I think there's going to be a lead breaking out, and there's going to be a gap being closed.
2: You reckon you reckon it's going to get closer?
0: Uh, On my end, at least, yes.
2: Okay, okay. I guess I reckon I think Dylan's going to be the deciding factor on this one.
0: I'm I'm worried that it's (laughs) either either there's going to be a deciding factor between you guys, or I'm going to ruin it and call it a draw.
2: Oh, (laughs) and then we might have to go back to the asterisk vote and decide it from there, eh? (laughs) Very.
0: You never know what could happen on the Great battle Standoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, head down versus set it off. When I listen to head set down for set it off immediately, says Dylan.
1: <laughs> Why? <laughs> oh, I love, I love um head down, but um Ben Shepherd wrote that thing. But um I like set it off. Have you seen their debut performance? No, um, oh, they they play that, and I think some like what you are, I don't know, but they played it and it's so sick. I, know, I love it. I've, I I can put on it any day and just listen to it. It's such a good song. Set it off. Set it off. I love it's it. In just, how,
0: yeah. I love how in the intro, there's uh, you can kind of hear the faint growling coming out from Cornell, and then the Bane riff hits, and he's yeah. still going. And then it goes. Yeah. It just goes on and on and on. And then boom. It's probably the closest to. I don't listen to too much Rage Against the Machine, but I think that's as close as you're gonna get on an audio sleep track.
1: Agreed. Agreed.
0: Adam, where are your allegiances line? Or what do you have any uh, thoughts to bear on Head Down? Um,
1: First of all, I
2: should say that my vote on this one is Head Down. But the guys that you, the way that you guys have been discussing it, I want to listen to Stead It Off again just to refresh my memory a little bit. But I, I on Head Down, I think the intro is very interesting for Soundgarden Song. They can tell they put a lot of time and effort into writing that, it seems. Like it seems to just change the whole way through the intro. I've got. Oh, I wish I could listen to set it off again, but I think uh, my vote's going to go
1: for Head Down purely because the intro head is down's super like, cool. Head recently. Down's a great song too, though. It's, yeah. It's so like, um, it's like, oh, shit, I accidentally activated Siri when I said um, <laughs> <clears throat> Google's after him. Man. Nah, I was going to say, it's like, it's sort of psychedelic-y, like at the end, it's like, but it's like also grungy as well. Oh, yeah. oh, I don't know.
2: That's, that's awesome. The, the vocal melody's awesome.
1: So cool. Yeah, I don't know if I want to change my vote, to be honest.
0: Are you going to, ooh, we're going to see gonna, a switch here. going uh, to keep
1: it audio safe. I'll keep it audio safe. Keep it audio safe.
0: Keep it audio safe. Okay. Um, yeah. Do you know, the way, the way I saw this, mostly because I just haven't been too in verse with Soundgarden only up until recently. Like, now I'm, I'm getting well versed and I'm slowly becoming a fan. But has anyone, uh, anyone here fans of Avenged Sevenfold?
2: <laughs> me back in, oh, no. <laughs> back in the day back in the day back in the day most, the most recent space album was actually really cool whatever the stage
0: the stage that was sick that's
2: such a good album
0: but okay. um yeah so, this is why i ask you this question because when i listened to head down the first thing that popped in my head was the song angels off the stage because it that it had that similar vibe of the very melancholy slow plotting but the thing is with Head Down, it sounded more like uh, something like you'd hear at like a, a, a pub. You know, it sounded like a very pub, garage band, acoustic gig almost, which just ramped up a bit.
2: Yeah, it's a, it's, that's a very good point. Um, I probably agree with you on that one, to be honest. It's a very, it's a very good way of comparing those two songs, <laughs> I must say.
0: Yeah, but just saying, I know, I know you said Avenged Sevenfold fan back in the day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> their, pres- their current day stuff is still top notch
2: yeah i 100 100 it just um when i started i was i frothed over them so much because the, the first band i was in we used to cover event sevenfold and metallica and stuff so i I probably drained it too much but i um i love event sevenfold like sinister gates yeah is probably still one of my favorite guitarists like he's is insane um and I'm sure Dylan like the
1: worst names. They got the worst yeah, names. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit cringy. That's, that's, that's the only thing I don't like about it. It's cringy. As I've as, as as grown up, it's the, like, roots, like, oh, the Rev. Oh, he's, he's, he's not even a good drummer. He's just—he's just ordinary.
0: No, oh, he's a good drummer. He's <laughs> a good drummer. <laughs> <take. laughs> There's Sush. So
1: they're He's the like worst band. They're so cringe. Dylan, They're the so control. cringe.
2: Take, take, take the names out of it and pretend you didn't know which
1: band they were and listen to the music. Trust no, me. I've heard it. Too many pieces, and I'm starving. <laughs> it's, so,
0: it's so cringe. Dylan. They're the worst band. Dylan, <laughs> listen to the stage, and I think your opinion yeah, will listen, change. Listen to
2: the stage. The stage is different. The stage is, is such a good
0: like concept album. It's awesome. awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but enough about Avengers Seven. Wait, a bit, of a, bit of a tangent. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> but that, that all came from just me thinking that head down sounded a lot like a song off the stage. But other than that, set it off grew on me too. You know, uh, <laughs> this one I think might also shift how the result will be for me in the end. I think. <laughs> uh, I think I'm you know what, I'm going to regret this later but I think I'm going to take set it off through the energy alone. I I think I'm Is that gonna what re- your heart truly says? Is that what your heart truly says? I'm really really <laughs> not sure but that's brought my score to, <laughs> that's brought my score to 4-2 Super Unknown still in the lead. It's a tie with you Adam 3-3 and I believe I think we're looking at 3-3 three, three tie for Dylan as well. So I'm the only one with a definitive answer at the minute. That's concerning.
2: This would be interesting. Yeah, also, I can say they're, they're great
1: albums, man.
0: Yeah. winning, winning, Win or loss, none of these, uh, It's none of this is going to be at the detriment to the other because they're both truly phenomenal. They are.
2: Yes, agreed.
0: Incredible albums are super unknown and audio safe. Furthermore, uh, not only are we hearing the, Opinions of White, Bonsai, Dylan, and Adam, but we also put a poll up on our Facebook, the Mosh Pit Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Mosh Pit on Scene, to hear what you had to say about Super Unknown and Audio Slave. So let's go over into the future where the results can be revealed. Yes, indeed, it is at that point in the show where we do transition over into the future to see what our uh, friends over at the Mosh Pit Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Mosh Pit on Sin, collectively decide what the winner of these two albums would be, Super Unknown versus Audioslave. I'd like to send a big thank you to the 26 of you who did cast a vote in the poll, where we can now reveal that with a total of 18 votes, Super Unknown wins the poll at a 69% rate, as opposed to Audioslave's 31% and 8 votes. So approximately a 70-30 ratio amongst the mosh pit audience for super unknown audio slave well with that being considered let's see how the podcast panel handled the second half of this battle is it this is it this swung one, one way or the other or does that gap close let's find out let's head back to it <laughs> Thanks very much to all of you who voted in our poll on Mosh Pit Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Mosh on Sin. Back to the battle with White Bonsai. And I don't know about you guys. This one bugged me greatly. Black Hole Sun versus Shadow on the Sun. Similar themes, I must say. Gotta love that. But similar themes. What are we taking, the Shadow or the Black Hole? This is tough because it should be a no contest, but... I'm struggling because Shadow on my Sun. Oh, Shadow on the Sun is probably my favorite off audio slave.
1: I'm gonna go Black Hole Sun.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna have to go Black Hole Sun as well. As a as a fan as a as a music listener who hasn't listened to these albums in great length, and the fact that I've heard Black Hole Sun like a million times and the just the guitar is so cool, the effects they use, and I think the songwriting is brilliant. Um Shadow on the Sun, in my notes I've wrote, has a great breakdown. But overall I think Black, Black Hole Sun takes it out.
0: Yeah, um, I'm, I'm inclined to agree with you, to be perfectly honest. Black Hole Sun's Black Hole Sun, and it speaks for itself, doesn't it? But let's just show some love to Shadow on the Sun because of the, the build, the release, even like the little, uh, the solo that Morello pulls off is quite tasteful. But... And then it just kind of goes all manic and it's brilliant. And then it turns yes. into like a pseudo metal song towards the end. But it's such a good song, isn't it?
2: Yeah, yes. it's it's super cool when solos go all, all manic like that when you don't expect it. It's great.
0: And then yeah. towards the end when Cornell is just bellowing out the title. Oh dude. Dude. <laughs> no words, song. isn't it? Sounds like you just got you're speechless Dylan.
1: Yeah, but Black Hole Sun's better.
0: I it like is. the drum sound on
1: to everything about that song's great. Yeah. You well, know he wrote that song, he was did you hear he wrote? It? He goes like he was driving on a highway or something and all the parts just came to him and he like he wrote it down the next day. Yeah, he, he said a I
2: think he I, I read a quote. He wanted it to be like a like a, a really like a dreamscape, but in the dream it's meant to be very hot and sweaty and like something like that. But it's it's a pretty yeah, it's really cool how he wrote the song, I reckon like the lyrics, how he wrote those and what he what he thinks of the song personally is really cool as well.
0: And Dylan, when you said the drums are better, it just just because I'm interested and I want to learn how, what makes the drums on Black Hole Sun so great?
1: The snare sound, I reckon.
0: Right, and he's not—he's he, not even playing fast. He's just sound garden
1: are just—they're just like they're just slow and just sludge. It's like
2: Mm-mm. sludge is the perfect word to describe it.
1: Yeah, so cool. yeah. He's just—he's just such a one of my favorite drummers. In Matt
2: fact, Cameron. when we are recording our new song, Dylan said he wanted it to sound like Black Hole Sun. His drums. Did you? Which we, should, which we should say to the mixer because he's about to start mixing our song and we should inform him. <laughs> <laughs> what's your, what's your mixer's name? His, his name is Anton Hagup and he actually worked with uh, Powderfinger and Silverchair. So really? Yeah, yeah. So we managed to find him. Um, so we should let him know that we want a sound guard and jump sound.
0: There, there you go, Anton, if you're listening. But no, seriously, that sounds like you're in really good hands. That's, that's exciting.
2: Yes. We, we, were, we were stoked as well at the time when we learned about when we uh, found out now it's sort of it's sunk in, but it's so cool. Like he he won an aria for mixing um diorama by Silverchair. Like he knows what he's doing, and all his sample stuff on his website is sick. So I reckon yeah, So, the next song. Keep your ears out for it. Hopefully, it gets a bit of a spin on SYN as well.
0: But, um... <laughs> yeah, well, I'll I'll make I'll make sure I keep that in on the back burner. No worries at all from me. But that sounds very exciting. I'm glad that you said he was. The producer of Silverchair. So we're in the midst of Grunge Month here on the Great Metal Standoff, and later on we are planning to do Frog Stomp versus versus the Pearl Jam album. Oh. Just in the week, <laughs>
2: we could do all these.
0: Unfortunately, I've stuck you guys in with this one today. But for future reference, let's get a prediction from you. What do you say, Frog Stomp or Versus?
2: Frog. Oh.
1: Versus is cool as.
2: <sighs> Purely because. I prefer Pearl Jam as a band. I probably have to, yeah,
0: I'll have to go Versus as well. Dylan, any final answer there? Yeah, I'm
1: going to say Versus.
0: There you go, White Bonds. I have spoken. That's their prediction for later on in Grunge Month. Also an exclusive (laughs) there, right there. We're going to be doing a uh, Silverchair Frog Stomp versus Pearl Jam's Versus later on in Grunge Month. But back on the subject at hand, Black Hole Sun, hands down. It pains me because Shadow on the Sun, if that went up against... I reckon half of the Any second. Song. Yeah. I reckon shadow on the sun. If that went up against at least two thirds of the second half of Super Unknown, it would get it would get the point. But it went up against probably oh, for sure the best song Soundgarden have ever written. Moving on now to Spoonman versus I Am the Highway.
1: Spoonman, Spoonman.
0: <laughs> really? Yeah, hundred twenty percent. You're going to need to convince me here because I'm taking I Am the Highway.
1: Have you listened to Spoonman?
0: I have listened to Spoonman.
1: That should convince you enough.
0: No, I Am The Highway
2: is also a very great song. It's The intro on that is so cool. So cool.
0: I am sure that half of Californication was inspired by that song because it has that feel to it.
2: It, it. it actually does. That's a very good point.
0: Once again, this is just me, my uneducated brain, just painting visions in my head because I'm a very visual listener than I am theoretical. But that's just kind of the painting I, p- I drew, I guess. But Spoonman... It's fair. It's fair enough. It's got pots and pans. Maybe we now know where Metallica yeah. got. It's that, Anger he's a Frost, busker, but. Sound <laughs> <laughs> anchor. Yeah, um,
1: the spoon man was a busker that they found, and they asked him if he wanted to come on the album, and that's him playing spoons in that drum break. It is. That's yeah.
2: Like, yeah, how that's like the, that's like the coolest thing ever. Imagine finding a guy playing spoons and say, "Yo, do you want to be on a sound guy and song?" That's, that's cool. And I reckon it actually it actually adds to the song in a way that's like really interesting as well. But the main. The main thing that gets you with uh, Spoon Man is just the intro. What is it, Dylan? Was it in seven eight that intro? Like, time. Uh, I, th- yeah, I think
1: so. Or maybe <councils> three. I don't <treble> know. <nouns> I think so. Maybe. But
2: yeah, it's, it's just because I remember I was learning it on guitar because we actually jammed this song at band practice before stuff hit the fan, and like playing it in a. That's. I think maybe we're a bit biased, um, but playing that um, um, uh, like between each other is yeah, it's so much fun because the guitar as like. As in other Soundgarden songs, the guitar and the drums lock in, They play pretty much the same rhythmic um, pattern, and it's just—I don't remember—I remember learning it. Like, it sounds like when you hear it in on the record, it sounds like such a simple riff, but it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's actually hard to learn because I think there's something with this. I think this time signature might be like a like a beat off or um or a eighth note off or something like that. But it's um yeah, it's, it's, it's really fun to play. It's it's
1: yeah, it's dope as. There's a drum break in it. That's so sick. It's. It's just such a heavy riff as well. I love it. And yeah, Iron the it's, highway it's cool is cool. Or... yeah, 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 yeah. Even the, yeah, on, they um, Rick Beato he did what makes this song great on Spoon Man, and he he isolates Chris Cornell's scream at that part, and it's so sick. I think, I think he double tracked it, and it just sounds. It gives me goosebumps. It's amazing. So cool.
0: Well, Spoon Man goes to the points of White Bonsai. For me, it was i the Highway because I think. Once we're able, obviously at the time for recording, we're in the midst of a global pandemic where we're restricted to uh, our homes. We have to stay home and keep ourselves as healthy as we possibly can. But the moment that this is over and we're allowed to drive and travel again, I know on the driving playlist, I'm the Highway will be the first song on it. That's why I'm giving my point to Audioslave on that specific entry. Moving on now to limo wreck versus exploder. Before I let you guys jump in, I just want to give you this to consider. My top three favorite songs off Super, Super Unknown. Number one is Black Hole Sun. Number two is Mailman. Number three is Limo Wreck.
2: Yeah, that's 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 very very solid. Yeah. If I had to, I reckon for me, uh, Spoon Man. I actually I really like kicks. Oh, I don't think I could choose. I need to look into it deeper to choose, but um. Spoonman is definitely number one.
1: One would be off of July. Spoonman and probably uh, Black Hole Sun. Yeah, yeah I, I love
0: the whole thing. One. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, yeah. <laughs> the the sinister feel of Limo Wreck and how it just builds up and holy crap, Cornell's vocals once that chorus hits. I'm the I'm the wreck of you. I'm the death of you. I'm not even, once I'm again, I'm not, tr- of you. I'm not brave enough to do the impression on, on record. So I'm glad you're doing that, Dylan, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that just makes it. It really just makes it
1: oh, well then, well then I, Chris Cornell's
0: you big fan of that one, Dylan, that uh, we're talking to <laughs> now, just for those keeping score at home. No, I like it. I love that song.
2: Yeah, the riff and exploder is is fire. The riff is me good. Me
0: directly. I'm going to be a bit controversial. That was my mark against it. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> that was so sick. I thought it was a bit corny. Whoopsie daisy. <laughs> <laughs> then again, oh, what do oh, I hope. Oh, yeah.
2: No, nah, no. Nah, it's it's good to have a a, a musical opinion from a non-musician. It's it's interesting to hear. It's in fact, it's probably makes a lot more um, sense because as, as someone who plays in shit, might, like, overanalyze it. Like, we're not singers, but I'm not sure what a singer thinks about that. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's, it's interesting.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll put forward a reference for me. But uh, also, just once again, um, I, I believe all three of us have gone limo wreck, but I would like to... No, uh, no, I've gone exploder. You took exploder? Yes, yes. What I was did. the thing that brought it over the line for you?
2: Um, I like the riff. <laughs> I think, like, it's a... T- obviously, it's a Tom Morello riff, and I get a bit... Sometimes I get a bit tired of it, but I reckon that one just next level. Like, it's... it's it's super cool. And it probably just takes it up by a hair for me, to be honest with you.
0: Morello's solo, I would also argue, that kind of sounded very much like a distress signal, the, the very frenetic style of the effects that he was using. Once again, technical terminology is beyond me, but that's the visual concept I came yeah. out
2: of that. You describe it much better than what I would. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, yeah, pretty much the guitar work on that song is what gets the vote for me. And Dylan.
1: Lumeric. I love the ending. It's just a big ending.
0: It is, isn't it? It's yeah. That Yeah. If one thing, one thing you can take away from this podcast, limo wreck is a must listen, right? The oh, day, sure. the day I tried to live versus hypnotize. Hypnotize is interesting because it is considerably different to everything else.
1: Mm. Um. I reckon the, <laughs> I'm going to say Soundgarden again. The day like, I tried to live. It's just so cool when he does that. And then the drums. Yeah, I
0: started head bopping. It, just you doing the drum line verbally. Yeah. Started head bopping. It's that <laughs> kind then of the, song. scream that he does as well. It's,
1: yeah. Yeah. I'm going to take, say there um, I Tried to Live.
2: Adam? Um. Yeah, I have to agree with Dylan. I
1: thought the intro and the
2: descending, descending bass line was super cool as well. Um, And it locks in with the drums really well So that's why I would have to go The day I tried to live
0: Whereas uh, in contrast, Hypnotize As I said, considerably different Because it's very disco-y I kind of argue That's at least, once again, interpretation Very DJ-like Kind of like, you know, city nightlife Very disco-y, I at least thought
2: On on my notes I took that as a bit of a filler song Um, Okay, yeah Yeah, sort of thing more blunt way to put it. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. But it was, it's a good refreshing change, I guess, to come into the rest of the album. But yeah, I'm not a fan personally.
0: Yeah, but no, no, all three of us are, are in agreement again. The Day I Tried to Live. Quality, quality soundtrack, anthem there. Now, let's do a quick score check because I reckon this is going to be very interesting, especially on my end. We'll start with Dylan, which it is. It's three super unknown in the lead. Adam, it is six to four, super unknown in the lead. For myself, it's seven to three super unknown in the lead. But I think at this point I'm really concerned as to I think Audio Slave might start a comeback here with Kickstand versus Bring Him Back Alive.
1: Not for me. I'm gonna go bring bring him back alive.
0: Oh. I was too. I'm glad you said that, Dylan. So I'm the odd one.
1: I'm the odd one out here. Nah, I Bring Him Back Alive is such a sick song.
0: It's the resolution. I nah 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 nah. Uh, once again. I'm not doing impressions, but uh, no, the the resolution in the chorus, the element of danger in the riffage, oh, gets you going.
2: Yeah, for uh, sure. In in contrast, the reason I prefer uh, Kickstand, I think it's a bit if when when you when you listen to the album the album from um start to finish, and that song comes out, I think it's a bit refreshing compared to the rest of the album. Like it's got more of a it's got that bluesy sound, which I don't think happens in the on the other songs, and it's just it's like a no bulldust, so I can't swear. <laughs> it's, it's just it's just straight bluesy rock song. I reckon it's I reckon it's super cool. Like, just back to like the the rock music roots. I think it's a it's a good homage to that. I hated it
1: when I first listened to it.
2: Did you? Why is that? I hated. I
1: don't know. I just I don't know. It was just too. I don't know. Just gooks I I love it now, but I just I hated it back then because I hated how the drums would just start. I don't know. Dylan's a fan of the
0: wild drums. a fan of wild drums. You say <laughs> he loves okay. <laughs> just th- th- once again, you're picking my interest here, Dylan. So then what, what are the wildest drums on super unknown or have we got to that yet?
1: Um, hold on. Let me go through the album again. <laughs> the wildest drums. You reckon I'll give you the wildest drum song. Yeah. Go ahead. That we've covered so far would be either spoon man or super unknown.
0: Okay, so Adam, are you on your own here when you say you're going to take kickstand?
1: Yes,
2: and I'll take that to the grave with me, I love it.
0: <laughs> I can see what you mean, it's definitely a wake-up call from after the, that's the what, slow yeah, That's plotting. why I
2: like it so much.
0: But at the same time, it's very quick and it's like,
2: ah. Yeah, I might have listened to these songs again, but I remember like when I was listening to the, whole, the album In I when that came on it, it sort of woke me up a bit, I'm like, oh, this is a bit different, but I still like it, sort of thing.
0: Okay, well that takes your super unknown score to seven as opposed to the, the seven four lead of super unknown, so that's interesting. All right. French fresh, French. Fresh tendrils versus Light My Way. Light My Way. Fresh Tendrils
1: is a weird song.
0: Yeah. Light. Yeah, I yeah,
2: yeah I have to agree with Dylan as well. Um Light My Way. It's a good song. The, yeah, this the, the intro's it's got like that sci fi type effect. I think in musical terms, I think it it's I don't know I don't know if you got any like music majors that listen to this podcast that can correct me, but when like when that sci-fi sound happens, I think they use a, a a thing called a a Lydian mode, which is that gives it that really spacey effect. Um, and I sort of like when they venture outside, you know, their normal drop D typical riff tunings, especially for Tom Morello stuff. So that's why I went light my way. I thought it was a bit of a change for them.
0: Would you see like my way being something off of a Soundgarden album, like a Bad Motorfinger or a super unknown. Because I don't know, it, it was a vibe I certainly got after listening to these two albums back to back for a while. Yeah, yeah, I could see
1: it being yeah, yeah. off the um the Down on the Upside album.
0: Okay, to be honest, yeah, I haven't explored that, so I'll keep that in mind once I start exploring that. Um, again, I thought Like My Way was another spy film soundtrack, at least the first. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, 100%. I, I,
2: yeah, I, I have to agree with you on that one.
0: Yeah. All right. Do you know what? I'm really glad you both said that, that Light My Way, because I was tossing up for a very long time, but I think you guys have made a compelling case for me to be fully convinced and fully commit to Light My Way. And Dylan, I just thought I'd mention this to you, is that I think we're at very similar scores here. Super Unknown's in the lead for me, 7-5. to five. For you, it's 7-4. to four. It's coming back. Audio Slayer 4, yeah?
1: Yep. Uh, I don't reckon he'll come back for these next couple songs, to be honest.
0: Okay. <laughs> Bit of foreshadowing.
1: Foreshadowing.
0: <laughs> next up Fourth of July versus Getaway Car.
1: Easy. Fourth of July. Come on. How could you hate that song?
0: Fourth of July is so heavy. It's so heavy. It's so
1: heavy. It Even slaps. the drums, they're just so simple, but it's just, he hits them that hard. It's like, so cool. Such a cool song. Yeah, Fourth of July.
2: From a from a drums perspective, yeah, Dylan's yeah definitely right. It's it's awesome and it it's so heavy. But I think it carries on a lot. Like it gets a bit draining towards the end. Um,
1: Not yeah. even that part. That part after it kind of goes down, but then it comes back in, and there's like now I'm a control. There's like a high <laughs> voice, and then, and then, and then there's a low voice. It's so cool. I love that
0: song. Any thoughts on Getaway Car?
2: I like it. I think it's refreshing. <laughs> and again, another with the refreshing thing, like a bit of a change in the album. But the last, like "Light My Way" and "Getaway," I think are a bit different to the rest of the rest of the album. And I'd have to listen to the song again. But in my notes, I've wrote that it's a bit songs like, um, uh, Maroon Five, um, songs about Jane sounding. <laughs> Maroon <laughs> <Jane>. Five. <laughs> yeah, like it's got like the um, uh that sound from um, from that sort of album, like the ballads on that album. For some reason, I've wrote that down. Um, it's a bit yeah, like I, I, slow I, yeah. kind
1: of
0: songy Yeah, that's, that's why I, I voted I like it, it's great.
1: Yeah.
2: So my vote went for Getaway actually Even though I really Did like it? Fourth of July as well Yeah, funnily enough, yeah uh,
0: I don't say funnily enough, I'm with you Adam Oh nice, sweet as um, Just to keep the Grunge Month uh, rhetoric going on The best way I could describe it as comparing it to other albums You know how Pearl Jam goes from in, in 10 specifically, when Jeremy, one of the darkest songs they have, then goes into Oceans, which is kind of like that relax reset button. Getaway Cars yeah. kind of like that for me. When I mentioned earlier that I Am The Highway is more of a driving playlist, the first thing I'm going to do once this pandemic is over is put that in a driving playlist. Getaway Cars up there too. It's kind of like that self-reflection kind of uh, simplistic yeah, self-reflection and contemplative music. Good soundtrack to, you know, driving along in a car, and I quite like that, and that's why I'm taking that one. Agreed. Yeah. Excellent. Now, we're at the penultimate uh, part of the battle. We've still got one to go on Super Unknown, but this is the final track for audio sleep So the Gold Star rules kicking back in. I can explain it in further detail once we get to it. But Half versus The Last Remaining Light are both my least favourite.
2: Oh, are you serious?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Explain yourself. Explain myself. The Last Remaining Light sounded a bit too similar to Getaway Car. And after a really slow ballad, it, I feel like it's another five minutes of very slow building ballad music. Yeah. And I thought two back-to-back was a bit long. Every time what I listen to Last for... Remaining Light, it's a bit... Yeah, it, 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 yeah I, I get a little bit fidgety. Half just doesn't do much for me. Half oh. is weird. Half is weird, I reckon.
2: I love the weird stuff, man. I love the weird stuff. I th- I'm pretty sure it's a sitar that they're using in half and they use it in like... <laughs> Yeah. I mean and a lot like sometimes like, you know, a band will use like a a, a non Western instrument for the sake of using it, but I think they actually work, like they're using it in a way that actually makes sense. And I just I love as I said a million times already. I love that Eastern sound, the weird sound. The more weirder it is, the better. So that's why I go. On. That's why I went for half as well.
0: Okay, Dylan, where does your allegiance lie? Because I think I'm going to need some convincing. Uh, the last remaining light. Like, okay.
1: Even though, even though it comes off an, another ballad off the album, it's just I don't know to end the album on it. I reckon they should have ended the album on Coach Eyes, to be honest.
0: Okay. But uh, why is that? Just so we have that fast, emphatic. Final ditch yeah. effort, kind of thing,
1: yeah. It'd be really so sick just to end on that. But the last remaining light, yeah, I, I agree, it's like one of the least favorites on the album. Okay, um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with that, yeah, uh,
0: half or the last remaining light, but both of them, I don't really care. I, I would be happy if Getaway Car was what ended it, and the last remaining light wasn't there at all, but do it, <laughs> would I take it over half? <sighs> oh god. Do you know what? This is probably one of the cases where I wish I could give neither or neither of them So That <laughs> this this okay. <sighs> this is this is where it gets to the point where I um where I decide I give a point despite the other. So it's which is least? Which one's less worse? <laughs> I think it's the last remaining light, and that's going to cause a problem because I think a prediction's about to come true. You know.
2: Hmm. Can we have a score update?
0: A score yeah. update. Once again, you can update. You can you can update yourself. Uh, currently, it's a draw for me. It's seven. Adam, yeah. seven to six, in super unknown. Where Dylan, it's a foregone conclusion. Eight to five, super unknown.
2: That makes sense. That's as now,
1: expected.
0: This is where the gold star rule kicks in. And the way I do that is that it's uncontested. So would you seek like suicide out again, or if it went up against any, uh, a vast majority of the audio slave songs, would it still win <laughs> by the way, just uh, to put it out there, like suicide actually has no reference to suicide at all. In fact, it just came about when Cornell heard a thump on his window and it was a robin that hit the window, and and unfortunately, tragically, really, with birds, they broke its, it broke its neck. So he yeah. kind of just di- turned into old yellow for a brief period and dropped, put it out of its misery.
2: That's a that's a really interesting way to come up with a song with a bird running into your window. Yeah. What what's so so what's his um golden star rule? How does this come into, into so
0: the gold star is just essentially the bonus point. So would you seek that song out again, or if it went or if it goes up, a vast majority of like uh, the Audio Slave songs would it win? No, no.
2: But it does have a good solo, but but
1: no.
0: What do you say, Dylan? I,
1: I I like like Suicide. It's a good song. I I reckon if it was up against the last remaining light, it'd win.
0: Okay. What about th- songs like Getaway Car? Let's say Hypnotize.
1: Uh yeah, it's. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. it. I like, it's a bit, it's a bit weird, but not too weird. So yeah, probably would
0: see. All right. Yeah. Sounds like Dylan yeah. is giving the bonus point to uh, like suicide. The the longest track in the album clocks in at about seven minutes. And with that super unknown is done. We've done it everyone. Well done. Congratulations. So that is it. So that is it. Um, you guys have, sped through this one as it was like a lightning round, great metal standoff. So very well appreciated because you're straight to the point, as you said, Adam.
2: That's it. That's it. That's how we do it.
0: So we've all ass- allotted our tally points. I should also mention, I did not give like suicide a, a gold star. I think there's better songs off that one. And uh, yeah, I just don't think I'll be seeking that one again, but interesting backstory. So let's go through the final results. We'll start with the foregone conclusion that is Dylan. Uh, nine to six, Super Unknown wins. That's one grand point to Super Unknown. Congratulations to that. Uh, for myself, this is a prediction I made at the intro and it has come true. It's a seven all draw, so that's half point each. Oh dear. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I, was, I, I, I wasn't swayed either way. I apologize for that.
2: Yeah, it is what it is. I reckon it says a lot about both the albums as a as two Great Albums as a whole.
0: Yeah. So now, Adam, that means that either if Audio Slave wins it's a draw, or if or it's an outright win for Super Unknown, where do you, where do you think your allegiance lay? I unless unless I'm
2: like completely out of it and haven't been keeping track of where my votes have been gone, I'm pretty sure Super Unknown's probably edged it.
0: And you would be right. Super Unknown wins. That's you cool. gave it eight to six. That's another point to Super Unknown. So, with a total, with a grand title of two and a half out of a possible three, Super Unknown defeats Audio Slave as, uh, as judged by White Bonsai and Radio Host.
2: Way. I reckon that's a very solid um, team to, to, to judge albums, to be honest with you.
0: I couldn't. I couldn't think of a better tandem myself. It's been really good fun having you guys on. It's, it was. It's been chaotic, but at the same time, we've learned a lot of things. It's thanks for having us.
2: Yeah, we've we've had a great time. Um. Yeah, thanks for having us. And we hope that we can do it again with uh some more albums. It'd be really cool.
0: I'm excited about this one too. I'd be more than happy to have you come back for some of this. This is really good fun. Um. If you want to, uh, give us every last bit of information you have about White Bonsai. The floor is yours.
1: Okay. Uh, we've got a song out called Shiver. It's on Spotify now if you want to listen. In the next month and a half, I'm gonna say month, we'll have a new song out called Towards the Sun Towards the Sun. It's a good song. Go listen to it. Follow us on uh Instagram, Facebook, white.bonsai. Anything you wanna say, Adam?
2: While you're on yeah, um exactly what Dylan said, and while you're on our Instagram, have a look at the Forty Chronicles for some entertainment in your isolation blues. <laughs> <laughs> Signing out.
0: So the prediction made at the start of the show, anticipating a draw between Super Unknown and Audioslave, it did come true. For one of us only. According to our guests, White Bonsai, Soundgarden's Super Unknown was the Cornell-led album that rocked harder. Uh, We'd like to thank Adam and Dylan for joining me on this chat, a chat that went off in all directions and a lot of fun was had nonetheless. And, in all honesty, you've got to appreciate the straight-to-the-point approach that they took in this battle. If you are interested in hearing what White Bonsai's music sounds like, just like Dylan said, search them up on Apple Music and Spotify to give, and give their song Shiver a listen. And again, they have a new single on the way, Pandemic Be Damned, called Towards the Sun. And you can stay up to date for when that drops by giving them a follow on Facebook and Instagram, White Dot Bonsai. As for this show, The Great Metal Standoff, if you enjoy what we do or would like to suggest a battle for us to do in the future, give us a follow at facebook.com forward slash metal standoff pod. But in the meantime, Runge Month rolls on! As you heard in our conversation with White Bonsai, we do have a planned battle in the works between Silver Chairs, Frog Stomp, and Pearl Jams versus and it is a battle that the Moshka team are exceptionally excited to take part in. However, we will get to that battle later on. We'll be saving it for another day, because next time on The Great Metal Standoff, up Soundgarden is going to return to the battlefield to go up against a formidable grunge album from the time period. What will the albums be? Find out in due time. That's all for now. Hear from you soon. Metal up your ass! we we'll